gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. And while I've been very active on my social media, it's been a minute, a little longer than a minute, since I last put up an episode of this podcast. But we're back. Anyway, before we get into the episode, since 2020, it's like every single time we open our mouths, we have to start with a whole disclaimer for the five, you know, overly sensitive people who are offended by absolutely everything. So let's get the disclaimer out of the way. If you are easily offended, if you have nothing better to do than to scan every piece of content that you consume for something to get mad about, if you support cancel culture or worse, you lie to yourself and call it accountability culture, if you question nothing, if you don't have a sense of humor, if you think anything or anyone is above comedy, if you can't take a joke, if you can't have fun and let loose without taking everything so seriously, If you behave as though you were born with a stick permanently implanted in your ass, then allow me to politely ask you to leave this podcast. I'm not politically correct. I've never been politically correct. I won't be starting anytime soon. I have absolutely no plans to. I am not for everyone. And so this show might not be for everyone. As I always say, if what I say resonates, fantastic, great, couldn't make me happier. But if it doesn't, just let it go. If it don't apply, let it fly. That being said, it feels good to be back. Okay, so here's the thing. When 2020 happened, we were all thrown a major curveball. And I really hate using the cliche like unprecedented times. But this shit show was unprecedented and un relenting. It was one thing after another and everything was incredibly layered. I mean, I voiced a lot of my opinions on Instagram here and there in my stories and that was fine. But like, here was my thinking. It's like a lot of what I do on this podcast is I share advice and I talk about spirituality and manifesting. And I mean, normally when you talk about spirituality and manifesting, it's always going to come across you know, a little out of touch, a little insensitive, a little dismissive at times. I mean, that's just kind of like anybody who consumes, you know, spiritual content, they know that that's just kind of how it goes. But um, I don't like to speak unless I'm very confident about what I'm saying and what I'm recommending. And I'm going to be very honest with you. I didn't feel like I was being in integrity last year when I would try to give advice. Things were just so bad. And so layered. Even my own beliefs were being challenged and being called into question. You know, ordinarily under like regular circumstances, like when we had just like a normal level of bullshit to be dealing with. Like, you remember the good old days of like 2019 and prior? (laughs) 2019, great year. We definitely took that one for granted, I think. It was fine under those normal level of bullshit sort of days to be comfortable with being a little bit out of touch and There wasn't anything that dramatic that was going on that was really making me question my faith and what I believe in and, you know, what what I think about things. But then 2020 happened and my God, like everything was called into question. Everything was being challenged in a way that I never even thought it would ever be possible to be challenged. You know what I mean? Like to that extent. I've always been somebody who I take pride in integrity. I just, I can't 
bullshit. And I'm going to be very honest. I wish I could. I really wish I was a lot better at bullshitting and kissing ass. If I was able to do that, if I was able to just, you know, kiss ass, make sure I'm saying like exactly the right things and I'm not stepping on anyone's toes. And, you know, I could just be, you know, this, you know, cookie cutter type. Like if I was like that, I would probably be a lot more successful. (laughs) I'd probably be a lot richer. I'd be a lot more of a lot of things. But unfortunately, sometimes your best qualities can be your worst qualities because you're just like, oh, do I really like why? Why am I like this? (laughs) It would be so much better for me if I just was a little bit like if I was bad. (laughs) But um, I just I can't do it. And look, a lot of influencers, a lot of influencers do. A lot of really successful people do. I know this because a lot of them have told me so. Like, you know, so many of these people that you see who have like millions of followers and they're, you know, telling you guys like posting all the right things. So many people think that these people actually give a shit and really like that's not at all. They're just they're just following what they know they're supposed to do because they've got families to feed. They've got, you know, their lives and lifestyles to support. Um, You know, they have their reasons for why they're they're not rocking the boat too much. And I'm not saying that for everybody, of course, like that's not what I'm saying. I can't speak for everybody, but I do know that there's there's a good portion that are definitely not what they're portraying publicly. Look, I'm not judging. You know, Everybody's got to do what they got to do. But at some point, I personally believe it's going to cost them. It was a tough year and I can come across as, you know, very aggressive at times. I know I can come across as quite aggressive at times. Um, I make jokes. I've got a really really special way of delivering (laughs) delivering things you know I could be a little bit of an asshole you know but at the same time I still am very sensitive to other people's pain and I mean besides you know the mourning of loved ones we're not going to go there because I mean it's just such an like it's an obvious and I don't think we need to discuss that here that aside I think what doesn't really get talked about enough is people really mourning their old lives and their old their old ways of living, their old ways of doing things. People lost everything or at least felt like they lost everything in the last year. People lost their jobs, they lost careers, they lost homes, they lost, you know, things that they worked their entire lives to build. And that's a huge fucking deal, man. That's a huge deal and it's something that doesn't really get talked about enough. Like it's almost talked about as if it's like oh, who cares? Like, at least they're alive. Like, I remember, you know, turning on the TV and listening to Cuomo talking and, you know, people were saying, this was very, very early on in this. And people were saying, well, how are they, how are people going to work? How are they going to earn a living? And he's like, oh, well, would you rather be poor or would you rather be dead? I would rather be poor than be dead. It's like, that's not how everybody feels. There's a lot of people who like, if you really have them lose absolutely everything and there's nothing, there are no other options for them to find, you know, a way to make a living otherwise, guess what? A lot of people are, are going to choose that they're going to, they would much rather die. Like, I, I know that this is not like what people want to hear and people don't want to admit out loud, but it is the truth for a lot of people. And it's nobody's fucking business to tell someone to put somebody else in that kind of a position, like, I just don't even, don't even get me started. See, this is the thing, like, I've tried so many times to record podcasts over the course of all of this time, and every single time I get angry. So I'm just letting you guys know, like, I can't not be angry. I don't know how many episodes this anger is going to last for. 
I hope not many, <laughs> but as I was saying, people lost their jobs. They lost their careers. They lost their homes. They, they lost what they've worked for their entire lives to build, like blood, sweat, and tears, sacrifice. The desperation and the hopelessness that people felt, I feel absolutely horrible about it. This wasn't like losing your job in 2010 or 2019 where, okay, you lose your job, you'll find another. For quite a while, depending on where you were in the country or in the, in the world, everything was shut down. There was like nowhere you can go to work. Right now, there's, there's signs though where you can't even walk five feet without seeing a hiring sign. Like I'm in New York still. There's tons of hiring signs. We're looking for somebody. We're hiring this and this everywhere because the government, you know, who some of you idiots, you fools, fucking still trust. I can't, I can't even, I can't even see. I'm, I'm getting angry. I can't be nice anymore. And the government is giving people more money in unemployment than they would make if they were actually working. And people think this is a great idea and that it's for people's health. I mean, I, listen, if you really think any of this shit is for people's health and you have like, please get off of this podcast and start looking into the Great Reset. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. You're lost. I, I can't even deal with you. Like, seriously, if that's what you think, get off the podcast. I don't I, just get off. OK, here I go. <laughs> here I go again. I'm getting I'm getting really angry. But that's that's just the truth of how I felt all year. And it's just like, I'm sad about it, but I'm also pissed the fuck off and I'm mad. And I, I don't understand how anyone cannot be pissed off about things. Like, you literally have to be either you're living under a rock or you have like $50 million in the bank and nothing affects you. You just don't even think about other people. Like, that's the only thing that I can think of. <laughs> this is why I wasn't recording a podcast because I would get so angry. I'm like, I'm going to turn into Alex Jones pretty soon. Like, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Look, I would, like I said, like I didn't want to be making podcasts where I'm like getting so angry because it's like a podcast. I mean, that lasts for, you know, years and years, forever. I mean, it's different when I go off on like a little rant on my Instagram story. It's like that's going to be gone in a couple of hours, whatever. Like, who cares? Like, it's here today, gone tomorrow, right? <sighs> trying to calm down. <laughs> what I'm trying to say about people who have lost their jobs and lost their careers and I've had to make major life changes like out of completely nowhere during a time where it was, I mean, everything felt impossible. Whether we like to admit it or not, so much of what we do for a living gets wrapped up into our identity. It, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, you spend so much of your time and your energy for days, weeks, months, years, decades on end and then to all of a sudden have that all pulled out from under you, it's like kind of like a shell shock. Like people go into, they don't even know who they are anymore. That could be really, really jarring for people and really traumatic. And I'll be honest, you know, there's so much content. There's so much content about what to do, you know, to achieve your dreams. But there's really not very much content at all, really, about what to do when your dreams are actually impossible and you have to let them go. How do you move past your your dreams? Like how do you let them go when, when the time comes and you need to, when you have to really change course in a time like 2020? Like it's totally different. You know, the advice you would give to people during like when things were just the regular level of bullshit 
But in 2020, they're not calling it an unprecedented time for nothing, you know? And the sad reality is, like, you know, for a lot of people, some of their dreams had to die. I know that some of mine had to. And I know it sounds bleak. And, you know, maybe that's not what you were expecting to hear, you know, listening to this podcast, if you were somebody who listened to it, you know, prior to the break, if you were listening to it from like earlier on. But it is what it is. And I have to be honest with you guys, we do have to face reality to an extent, right? And as I said, you know, a lot of my my own beliefs and my thoughts that I used to have were really called into question and they were really challenged. And while a lot stood up, there's still a lot that evolved. And a lot of my views were changing. And a lot of I, like, as I just had the time to look into more question more think about more. And so naturally, you know, if you're doing something you never had the time to do, if you're going to be questioning things, you never really used to have the time to question, and really think about and learn about in more detail and really look at all the angles. I mean, it's natural that, you know, I mean, you should expect that some of your beliefs may actually change. A lot of your opinions might actually change. And I really wanted to give myself the space to do that and to also kind of like find myself again. I definitely felt like I was going through a little bit of like a rebirth. And I think that's that's what collectively people were going through. People were sort of forced into. I don't think that anybody's, you know, the same coming out of this as they were when they went in everybody or most people have really evolved i always say this but you know everything that happens in life there's always going to be good and bad that comes along with it so i just discussed the sort of bad parts but there is a good part and i think it's that at least from what i've noticed for myself and within like the people around me people that i know people that i talk to i think people really needed the shakeup. and what i mean by that is I think people really needed that that wake up call. This was an awakening in many ways. You know, some people say, oh, it's a, you know, we're going through a great awakening. I'm like, you know what? Sometimes it kind of feels like a little bit of a rude awakening. I got to be honest, um, you know, but I get messages all the time from people who, who, are, who are saying, you know, that this was the year that they that they woke up. This is the year that they learned so much more about themselves and what they were capable of. This was the year that they learned so much more that they just completely didn't know about because they didn't have the time before or interest. Things were getting so crazy and the, the temperatures were, were, were so high. And that was another reason why I'm like, I don't really want to be making podcasts right now because it's like, it's, you know, you can't, it's not just about when you share a message. When, you, when you're sharing a message, it's also about making sure that you're kind of reading the room so you know when the time is that they like the message you're trying to send can be received when emotions are very very high people aren't really hearing words you know they're hearing what they want to hear or what they think they heard people's emotions are really high they're only really going to be able to hear and comprehend from only about where their emotions are going to allow them to. The intensity of their emotions is going to really cloud a lot for them. I mean, think about it when you're really angry or you're really upset. Is that really the time, the best time for somebody to approach you with like a rational thought? Like you don't want to hear certain things at a, like when, when you're in a heightened emotional state. No, you're pissed. You're still busy feeling things. You're still busy experiencing your emotions. You know, I was like, I don't, want to hurt people. I don't want to offend people. That's not my intention. However, sometimes like if I really believe something or if I believe that something needs to be heard, I value the truth 
over someone else's feelings. There's a time and a place. You know what I mean? There's a time and a place for everything. And it's just timing is really a big deal. And so as I was saying, some of the good stuff that came out of this fiasco of a year. And I I know it's been more than a year, but to me, honestly, 2021 might as well still be 2020. Listen, to me, it's going to be 2020 forever until like until this is really like all over. You know what I mean? And we're actually back to normal. As I was saying, people's values. I think people started getting a lot clearer or things were being made a lot clearer for people to see what they really value and what's really important to them. Now, obviously, for some people, it's like nothing's changed. Let's let's be honest. Like we all know a few people where it's like, oh, my God, it's like it, it's as if almost nothing has really changed for them. There are some people where it's like they have not changed as a human being at all. They are just like it's as if there's nothing going on, nothing to be concerned about. But I think for most people, things have changed as far as priorities. For some, it was maybe they realized that they might have been too materialistic before or that they were maybe chasing after things that maybe didn't really matter to them as much as as much as they thought they did. For others, maybe it was they were like they didn't work as hard as they wanted to. Maybe it was they weren't making as much money as they wanted to. Maybe they felt that they slacked too much before And this crisis was kind of like a wake up call to like, you know, sort of kick them in the ass. You know, maybe people realized that they had neglected parts of themselves, parts of their lives for for way too long. Maybe there were people who realized they neglected their health for too long. Maybe they realized they could have done better. You know, everyone's experience was was very different. But the common thread was there was a lot of change for people and a lot more clarity coming through. It's very important that Even when things get very bad or scary or challenging or uncertain, look at things through the lens of a student, the lens of what can I learn from this? How can I use this? What is this here to teach me? And what I noticed in taking a step back was how much power we place in the hands of other people. You know, how much power we place in the hands of, you know, supposed experts, influencers, other people. I mean, we put so much value We put so much value there in other people's hands, strangers' hands. And that's not to say that there isn't something we can learn from other people. You know, we can learn something from anybody and everybody. But think that this sort of mentality of putting people on pedestals, in a sense, is like, that's like cancel culture. That's what I really don't like about it, because it kind of implies that other people and what they think is so important to people the hell does it matter what someone else thinks like why does it matter that much what other people think like how much is it really actually affecting your life you know there isn't a single person on the planet who I agree with 100% of the time like including myself like I could think back to things that I maybe said like a week ago and I'll be like, I don't really think that. I don't really agree with that anymore. I don't know what the hell I was talking about back then. Do you know what I mean? People change and people evolve and there's people out here who are canceling. They're canceling people. They're canceling strangers, people they don't even know for tweets from like 10 years ago. Like how? I I can't even, you know, cancel culture is really like it's 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 Marxism. It gives losers who are really the only types of people who like communism and Marxism. I'm just I'm not mincing words. You know, it really gives losers this false sense of power and importance. You know, who has who 
who has time to cancel other people than losers? I'm a very, you know, cerebral person. I really like to hear all of the opinions, even the ones that I don't like and don't agree with. I find it, to be honest, I find it fascinating. Sometimes I get pissed off because it's natural. I'm a human being. But I find it fascinating. But I'm also not the type of person who's like a complete moron and thinks that everyone who has a different thought or a different perspective like they have to be coming from like a place of evil and malice and bad intention like it's just so stupid we're like literally demonizing people for just having a different life experience it's it's bizarre i grew up in the 90s i was a 90s kid and i grew up looking up to really controversial figures like i liked controversial figures i've always been drawn to them like i loved eminem i loved him because he would like what wouldn't he say forget eminem now I still like him, but like he's nothing like what he used to be. Like back then, the early 2000s, he still had both of his testicles before he became the complete opposite of what he used to be. Like now he's sitting here telling people to like follow the rules and do what, you know, do what you're told and da 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 da. Are you stupid? I really like, I can't even, I can't even fathom what's going on with this man. Like he hasn't realized that his whole rise to fame was based on him being controversial. Like so controversial. Well, honestly, like, I listen back to some of his old tracks and I'm just like, this would never play today. Like there's things that I like I used to listen to that now I'll listen to from him from like way back. And it's like, I'm clutching my pearls. I'm like, how did he get away with this? This is really bad. <laughs> anyway, but like he would say things that, you know, other people were too afraid to, you know, and then just like besides Eminem. You know, I liked people like Madonna, Christina Aguilar, even Britney Spears. Like, I liked people who would, like, push the envelopes and just sort of do things for shock value. Like, kind of like Marilyn Manson, I also really liked. Like, he was he would do things for, like, shock value. I was really into that. You know, I, I like people who ruffle feathers. I really did. And, you know, it shows because I like to ruffle feathers, too. But, like, besides them, like, I also was really into comedians. To me, comedians were... They were the geniuses of this world. Like they would notice the things that other people didn't and they would make connections that other people couldn't. And, you know, sometimes it was controversial, at least like my favorite people. My favorites were really controversial, like Joan Rivers, Chris Rock, George Carlin. I mean, they said, you know what the thing is, they would say things that I think a lot of people were thinking, but were too afraid to say like th that. Those are my favorite people. And they didn't care who didn't like what they had to say like they did not care they made fun of everything everyone and I loved it and like I remember with Joan Rivers it was like she would say things that like oh my god like today cancel culture would be out for her throat and she would tell them to all go sit on it and spin I'm telling you she did not care but like the big rule was well it used to be the rule was as long as you're making fun of yourself you can make fun of anybody and everybody for any reason under the sun and I'm into that. I think I think that's a good thing because it's just like, in my opinion, that's comedy. It's it's not exclusive. It's very actually, I think it's the most one of the most inclusive mediums because nobody and nothing is really a, above comedy. Like literally anything and everything can be funny if you if you just like give it if you relax enough and give it the space to. I personally think that comedy can be very healing. I mean, even in like the worst situations in my life, I've still been able to find the comedy and the humor in it. It's it's honestly what I think has kept me sane. 
I mean, personally, honestly, I feel like I've been a comedian my entire life for free. Ask anybody who knows me. I joke all the time. It's it's like my number one remedy for everything. I've always used comedy as a way to like bring people together because I think I think people should be making fun of each other. I think people should make fun of things. I think it just it takes the seriousness out of things so that people can relax enough to come together and actually create solutions that make sense like I kind of always viewed it as like how you know siblings make fun of each other like siblings can be horrible towards each other but it doesn't mean that they they don't love and care about each other and wouldn't like die for each other do you know what I mean that's how I view comedy but with you know cancel culture and these useful idiots who don't realize how they're carrying out and keeping literally everyone divided and how in the end that's not good for anyone except very 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 few people at the top i don't know what happened after after my generation i really don't know and this makes me feel so old but at the same time i'm like it's not that i'm old because i'm not old but things have just changed so rapidly i don't know what happened but at the same time look like that you know there's negatives there but do i think there is some some positives that have come about over the last you know decade or so yeah i think We have become a more emotionally intelligent society. There's things that we talk about really freely now that are like parents' generations and generations before that like they would never, like they would never. My parents' generation, my grandparents' generation, etc. Like they would have rather died than ever admitted that they were maybe feeling depressed or unhappy or with the exception of maybe like a few characters who love to do like the whole woe is me thing you know everybody's got some of those but like older generations it was like I I don't know maybe it was a European thing but it was like nobody talked about anything like feelings excuse me nobody ever showed any sign of weakness and Meanwhile, these days, these days, people talk about their mental health struggles, their emotional struggles, their mental struggles, like it's nothing like you're talking about your favorite color. And I think that's a good thing. But again, like even, you know, the way the older generations were, where they had, I guess, more of a sense of pride and cared about their image, I guess. I mean, that has its value, too, because I do think that I do think that it is an important skill for people to have to be able to put on a brave face when it's when it's necessary. It's just, you know, don't keep it on to the point where it becomes living a lie. But I think what had happened was like this, this all sort of came from a good place because everybody was so concerned, you know, with insulating their children from ever having to have their feelings hurt. The downside is we're now all being forced to like coexist with adults that never learned coping strategies everybody's throwing a tantrum now like over somebody asking them a question if your beliefs can be rocked by a question (laughs) just a simple question like i don't know maybe you gotta like rethink them um you can't insulate yourself from being hurt or being offended it doesn't work like this is life i think people mean well most people i think mean well And I think that they think that they're really doing good. They think that they're really creating, you know, by trying to create an environment that offends absolutely no one. Or, well, at least almost no one, because if you don't agree with these people, they wish you death. But anyway, never mind. Lovely people. Um, They think that they're creating a utopia, but they have no foresight. 
And I don't know, foresight, <laughs> it went extinct somewhere over the last, I don't know how long, just the last few years, foresight, common sense, I don't know, all out the window. But people have no foresight anymore to realize that by trying to create a utopia, they're actually creating a dystopia. But anyway, back to what I was saying about, you know, people putting influencers and supposed experts on on pedestals. Like, my thing has never been about me just saying, oh, you know, here's how to be like me. You should be like me. Like, if you do exactly what I say, you can be the best and you can look great and you could be perfect and like, look how perfect I am. That's so not me. I don't think I've ever come across that way. I hope I've never come across that way. But like, that's never where I'm coming from. I'm very good. Like I said, like comedians, they were able to like what fascinated me about comedians growing up was them being able to make connections and comparisons and see things in a way that most people would maybe see but weren't able to articulate or just didn't see at all until the comedian said it right and it would take them by surprise it would take the audience by surprise right in the same way I feel like I'm good at noticing things and helping people make connections and to be very honest like a lot of what I share is things that I've learned from my own mistakes here's what I did that didn't work (laughs) here's what I would have done instead I'm kind of like kind of like the anti-influencer in a sense. While I feel like everybody else is like, well, here's what I do and here's what I eat and here's here's just the perfect, how to be a perfect human being just like me and how you could be just more like me. Um, I'm more of like, honestly, don't be like me. Here's how I think you can actually do a lot better than me. I'm not here to influence you to do what I say. I'm more coming from the place of get more in touch with yourself so you make sure that you're the one who's doing most of the influencing over your life Um, rather than having to turn to like you know how they say you know if you give a man a fish he eats for a day if you teach a man to fish he eats for life I'm trying to help teach you how to fish but yeah it's safe to say that I think that we're collectively going through a rebirth a bit of a reinvention and I think it's scary and it's also exciting I think Right now, we're living in probably the most exciting time in human history, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens next and where things go. Um, We're all on this ride, (laughs) and I really feel like I was put on this earth to, you know, make you laugh and make you think. And, you know, as I was saying, like a lot has changed for me as well. Like, I don't regret taking the step back. I think it was what actually made the most sense for me because I just felt like I felt like I didn't like the space I was in as in like the category that I was in like I was creating beauty content since I was like 19 before it was the cool thing that everyone did and it was actually kind of the thing that all of like the weirdos and people who felt like a little bit of like an outcast or an outsider did like that at the time that I was doing it was kind of like the things the, the thing the weirdos would do now it's kind of like everybody's got you know something going on on social media right everybody's creating content that's what everybody wants to do totally become something else what I mean by I didn't like the 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 category that I was in is I just felt like just about everyone looks the same everyone sounds the same you know, with very, very, very few exceptions. And yet, even still, it was just like, it was becoming like this weird echo chamber, like filled with clones and carbon copies and everybody's saying the same things and posting the same things and thinking the same things and sharing the same. And it's just like, I wasn't interested in that. Like, 
as much as I love and appreciate that people have enjoyed my content, I also felt like I was getting to a point where I was starting to sort of dread it. Like it felt like I have to more often than I felt like I wanted to. I like structure. Structure works for me. I'm a Capricorn, but I am a little bit on the cusp with Aquarius. So a little bit too much makes me feel trapped. And it was like I had all of these like things planned for 2020 and then it all just kind of had to fall to the wayside like so much that I had planned and so much that I was looking forward to and ready to go and I mean I can't even like I wish I could talk to you guys about some of the stuff but like I can't some of the stuff that I was looking forward to I can't not just because of like me but like it also you know involves some other people and it was just I had to kind of like you know deal with that disappointment and you know think about okay now what you know now that this and this can't happen anymore or maybe might never happen like now what what do I want to do what do I want to what do I want to contribute to the world what am I doing next sometimes if you're just you're staying too busy and not resting at all and not just existing you know as a creative person um you're gonna burn out and Social media puts this expectation like this never existed prior to like Instagram and YouTube and podcasts and whatnot. And like social media has put this expectation on so many people to just create, 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 create. Honestly, I think that's a recipe for disaster. There's an article out that came out recently. I don't remember from where I just like briefly came across it where it was talking about like people who create content like content creators were feeling burnt out because of that constantly having to feed the machine. Like that's not how things used to be with creative people. I mean, even think about it. Like, do we see actors making like 15 movies a year? No, sometimes they make like one movie a year, two movies a year. Sometimes they go a few years and don't make anything. Beyonce, think about, and I'm not saying I'm Beyonce, but she'll go a few years without coming out with an album and you won't even hear from her very much. It's like this idea that we're supposed to constantly be seen trying to get attention or we're going to be forgotten. Like that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous and it's unsustainable. I think we have to start normalizing Ugh, I hate that. I hate that. We have to normalize. You know what I mean? It's like so overused. But I do think we have to start allowing and respecting that people who are creative sometimes need to take breaks. And there's no right or wrong amount of time that it should or shouldn't take in order for someone to feel comfortable with coming back and sharing more. I mean, when you're creating content, no matter what it is that you create, you're kind of, you're sharing a part of yourself. You're giving something all of the time. And that could be very draining to do on a very, very regular basis without taking any pauses. So what I had decided to do over the last year was just sort of take away like the structure of having to have, you know, this up on this day and this many posts and this, this and that, that, which I never really followed too much, too strictly. But with the podcast, I did keep this going like every single Thursday for quite a while. Um, I would take short breaks here and there, but it was pretty much probably the most consistent I'd ever been with anything probably in my entire life. Um, so I just wanted to create more freedom in my life where I feel like so much was stripped. So much of our freedoms were stripped over the last year plus, And I just 
wanted to give myself the freedom to be free. You know, don't let people shame you. If you really think you need a break, I think go for it if you can. You know, if you can pause, I think you're doing something right. Like it's not a failure. I think it's a luxury. You know, to pause is a luxury. People people dream of being able to pause whenever they need to. So that's all for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it was a little bit all over the place. You gotta forgive me because it's like my first time back. I had a lot to say, but I've got a lot more to say and I can't wait to talk to you guys again next Thursday. <laughs>